I'd like to welcome you to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Miles Miller. Here we'll be discussing pleasure hunts, competition hunts, and anything else related to the use of hunting dogs. It's our sole purpose to bring awareness to the sport of hunting with dogs. And now it's time to let's talk some dogs. Today's word, Revelations 4.11 Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Revelations 4.11 Hey guys, we've teamed up with Light Boots. They have the lightest 16-inch waterproof boot ever made. They have a one-piece injection mold design which increases durability. Some people say they are like walking on a cloud. All I know is if it ain't light, it ain't right. Go check them out at lightboots, L-I-T-E-B-O-O-T-S dot com. And they gave us a discount code for 10% off, T-H-D-P-10. Y'all go check them out. Hello, Chris. Hey, bud. What's going on? Man, just hot, brother. Yeah. Trying to keep the heat. Yep, I know how that is. We, I think everybody's hot right now. Yeah. I, I laugh. I see all these people talking about how hot they are and tell them all the time. I said, well, just move to Texas if you want to see hot. I think uh, right now we're on 45, 46, 47 days of no rain and uh i think we're over 38 days i believe of over 101 100 degree temperatures it's uh it's miserable i guess so yeah i mean we don't have quite that heat but i i know what you mean we got the humidity yeah that's the bad thing i was telling somebody today at work i'm sweating places where i ain't never sweated before it uh it's it's pretty bad Gotcha. Well, we appreciate you coming on the podcast, and uh, I figure we could talk dogs for a little while and uh, shoot the jump, and uh, we'll just kind of go from there. We'll talk a little bit and see where it goes. Yes, sir. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, this is the Hunting Dog Public Podcast, and uh, first of all, if you want, just go ahead and introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are, kind of a little bit about you. Name's Chris Collins, uh, 34 years old, born and raised right here, uh, Hardin, Texas. Liberty County is where I lived all my life. Uh, got a wife, married, been married to her going on 12 years now. Um, her name's Kayla. She got two boys that has, uh, I kind of took in whenever we got married. One was, I think, eight, and the other was five, six-ish. So uh, had them since then. Now they're... I think 21 and 20 and uh, I work for Motiva, which is the largest refinery uh, gas oil, oil and gas refinery in North America. And uh, that's about it, man. Uh, I guess I live like, yeah, like I said, I live right here in Liberty, lived here in Harden all my life. So um, 
yeah, that's about all of that, I guess. Gotcha. Well, how long? Uh... What what got you into the hunting with dogs uh, when you first got into it? Uh, so my mom had married a guy, and I I told this before on a recent podcast that I've done with Josh Michaelis, but uh, I my mom had married a guy whenever we were young, and uh, went to a went to his house, and you know we kind of moved in and everything. Well, he ended up having a English dog and I didn't know anything about, you know, coon hunting, nothing about, we always had dogs, kind of cow dogs and hog dogs and stuff, but nothing, no real crazy stuff with my dad. Uh, just whenever I'd go to his house, we'd kind of go hog hunting or, you know, bay a couple cows here and there with them. Um, but anyway, this guy, he, uh, that my mom had married, he had a, a English dog and he was, you know, trying to show off to us and, you know, everything one night. He said, hey, let's go coon hunting. We we got a little place over here in the in Cleveland. It's called the Cleveland National Forest, which is, you know, kind of our WMA or whatever y'all have over there, you know, core land or government land. And uh, super hard to treat coon in. Well, I'm going to say I was probably 11, 12 years old. And he loaded all of us up and he wanted us to go coon hunting one night. And so we took off and went and. Uh, man, we got out there and dog got in there, got struck, got treed, walked in there to it. It was the coolest thing I thought I'd ever seen. And, uh, dog has a coon over there treed. He rolls it out to him. And I towed that coon, seemed like I towed that thing three miles, but it probably wasn't four or 500 yards back then, big old coon. And from that moment, I was just hooked. And, uh, it was kind of, you know, one of them things that I had always wanted a dog after that well they had got a divorce and I kind of never went again you know much after that with him you know after they uh split up so I uh I guess I was probably I'm gonna say 19 20 years old uh still had the fever I always kind of wanted to go and I saw these uh this guy on the side of the road right here in Moss Hill selling blue tick puppies i think he wanted like a hundred dollars a piece for them and uh anyway me and a buddy of mine just happened to be passing by through there one day and i saw him and i said man let's get these puppies and uh anyway got them didn't know what was going on with anything didn't know how to train a dog didn't know anything about them all i knew is they were supposedly a coon dog because it was a blue tick and uh anyway got these dogs and just kind of fell in love with it after that started raising and training them Mine ended up dying, but my buddies just stayed alive. And man, it seemed like eight, nine months old. This puppy was showing at cage coons and stuff like that, and seemed like his was, uh, you know, really doing pretty good for that age. We thought, and uh, I was out of a dog at that time, and I guess I, by that time I'm probably getting close to twenty, I would think. And I met a guy at the same four-way stop in Moss Hill. There's a cafe right there. His name's Willie West. And I'd always had heard that he had coon hunted. You know, I'd see him in the cafe or I'd see dog boxes in the back of his truck. And I uh, walked over there one day and asked him about going coon hunting with him. And he told me that he'd take me. And that's kind of really where I got my first big start. And it was with him. He he really kind of got me going that direction with it. So uh, I went with, uh, went with Willie and just kind of caught the bug after that. And that's been... I would say now 12, 
13, about, I guess I'm going to say 13 years I've been coon hunting now. So it all started kind of right there at that same little four-way stop from a blue tick to hunting with Willie West and taking me. Well, what, uh, so you start off with the blue ticks. How long, how long did it take you to realize that blue ticks might not be your breed of choice? Well, you know, at, at, at that time, that's all we had. And I thought that we were, you know, crapping in high cotton. I was thinking, man, this right here, you know, this, we could go win a world championship. I didn't even really know anything about competition hunting, but that they had on me, you know, and, uh, I was thinking, man, that, you know, we could go win the world with this thing. And my buddy, we was all getting pumped up and everything. Well, I went with Willie and he had black and tans. I mean, so I went from a blue, uh, I went from an English to a blue tick to a black and tan. I was just steadily decreasing, you know, my value in dogs, I think. And, uh, no, I'm messing around, but he, uh, he ended up having this black and tan and man, he was a really pretty nice black and tan dog his name was albert uh just as pretty as a pitcher had a mouth that anybody would want on a dog and uh the looks to go with it and with tree coons didn't move around real good you looking back what i know now uh didn't move around real good but he would tree a lot of coons up under dogs that you know they would pass them up so uh willie give me my first dog i got out there with him and you know i just kind of caught the bug and he said, well, i tell you what, he said, you seem like you kind of really want to go. He said, tell you what I'll do, I'll give you a dog. And I said, oh, man, that sounds awesome. And he said, you don't have to do nothing, I'll give you this dog. And I said, sounds good, man. So uh, he gives me this black and tan female. And I was fired up and uh, come home, I mean, just, you know, proud. I get to the, can't wait to go to the woods the next night, you know, to show this dog off to Willie, you know, that he's given me. And I, I kind of knew, you know, I know a lot now uh, what he was doing. He's just probably trying to get rid of a dog. But uh, anyway, we got out there that night in the woods and we cut him loose and dog kind of stays right there beside us the whole time. His Albert dog goes out there, gets struck, gets tree. We walk in there and we're shining this tree before thermals and all that. And, I mean, it seemed like we shined this tree for five or ten minutes trying to find this coon. And I look over there, and this dog that he's given me is over there walking around kind of by another tree about 10, 15 yards away from us. And she's walking around this tree, and she just lays down. And I'm like, man, you know, I, I was, I was kind of knew what was going on a little bit, but I didn't know what was going on. So I asked Willie, I said, hey. I said, hey, uh, that Jip's supposed to do that? And he goes, no, I don't think she's supposed to do that. But he said, uh, don't worry about it. We'll find you another one. And, I mean, this dog is sound asleep over there while this other dog's over here racking them back while we're looking for his coon. And I was saying, well, that was a dud. So we get rid of her, and he gives me another one. And uh, that's what I tell people. Knowing what I know now she was probably one of the best black and tans that I've, I mean, one of the best hounds that I've ever, you know, probably saw at her age, um, especially for a black and tan. And, uh, man, I took her and she was wild as just nine lines of crazy. Uh, you pull her out of the box. She was barking the whole time driving to the woods. She was barking, uh, you cut her loose and you didn't know if she was running a coon or Sasquatch. Um, and it was, it was 
really frustrating at that time because I didn't really know what I had and how to train it. And Willie at that time just kind of, he gave me this dog, but uh, again, I think he was giving me this dog to get it out of his pen. And, you know, as wild as she was, he kind of stayed away from me hunting a little bit for a couple of weeks because he didn't want to go chase her, you know, all night long to, to catch her. And uh, so anyhow, uh, looking back, I'm thinking in my head, this this dog was probably pretty good because she, uh, like I said, she would leave you screaming when you unsnapped her and she wouldn't shut up till you was catching her on the tree and putting her in the truck to go home and uh, trade coons, but would run anything with, you know, a tail that was, you know, connected to it. So what I know now, I probably should have kept the dog, but I ended up selling her to a guy for 300 bucks and I don't ever even know what happened to her. Uh, but going from that, I tried to, I kept watching all these Walker dogs, you know, everybody that we'd go hunting with myself and Willie all had Walker dogs and, I was thinking in my head, man, that's, that's probably what I got to get me is what everybody seems to be hunting. I'm going to go ahead and try that. So I landed my first Walker dog uh, right after her and a uh, nice little start started dog I bought for 600 bucks. And uh, that was my first really ever dog at tree consistent coons, you know, and for uh, looking back at that too, you know, a dog nowadays that would run and tree its own coon for 600 bucks now you're probably going to spend three to four thousand you know and uh it's just crazy it's just crazy that these dog prices have jumped the way they have um 10 to you know 12 years ago so uh that's kind of where I, I i got my transition on the walker dog to the black and tan and from right then i, I kind of realized what the difference was in my eyes and the you know in them I know there's some good black and tans out there, but uh, to me, I just haven't seen anything that compares to what a walker does. Right. Yeah, it's, I mean, we talk about it all the time is the off-color dogs, if you get a good one, you got a gold mine. But That's right. you got to go through so many to get, you know, and it's just, I mean, the, the numbers are not in their favor either. You know, the amount no. of walker dogs out there, it's a lot easier to find one above average um, than it is to find an off-colored dog. Uh, but like oh, I said, and, 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 that, and if you've got an average, if you have an average, you know, black and tan, blue tick, you know, uh, any, any, any off-colored dog, you could really almost put a price tag on it, it seems like nowadays because of that. Just, I mean something run striking tree that's going to stay out of trouble and, 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 you know, be somewhat, you know, a classier dog doing it for that style of dog. Man, you could almost put your, you know, whatever you want for it. Cause these guys, these guys will pay for it. Right. Cause there is a, you know, certain guys that are just die hard. I'm sticking with one breed and Hey, that's if, right. if that's what, if that's what you enjoy to do and, and you enjoy the sport by doing it that way, more, more power to you. That's um, right. So what was, uh, you said you got your first Walker dog at that point. What was that dog's name? Her name was, uh, Bella. I bought her from a guy, uh, right down the road. He had been hunting with us a couple of times with her and I knew kind of what she was. And I was kind of ready, like I said, ready to graduate because I, you know, uh, I knew that just 
the black and tans uh, really weren't doing what the Walker dogs were doing. So uh, I had went hunting with, he would, he would kind of show up and go with us, you know, quite a bit. And I'd done watch this female probably tree 20, 25 coons. And uh, his boy was kind of coming on up in age a little bit to start, you know, uh, travel uh, baseball. So he was going to be on the road a lot, you know, playing travel baseball. And he kind of, hey, I ain't going to be, you know, able to hunt this jip like she's supposed to. I'm going to sell her. Uh, I'm going to put her on the board. And at that time, I really didn't even know what the board was. And uh, so I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me let me kick it around. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look on the, you know, PKC form and, and see, you know, in my head what, what's going on before I just buy this dog. Well, I get on there, and like I said, this is, I'm all new. I'm new to all this stuff. You know, I'm in it for like a year. Really, don't know what you know anything is. And I get uh, I get on the board one day, and I see this dog posted, and I'm like, Olin Hendricks. I know that guy. He lives right down the road from me. So I click on the dog, and it's this dog for sale. I'm like, well, crap. This is the dog that he wanted me to buy. I mean, and I could have bought it that night. So anyway, I call him. I said, hey, bud, I see you got that dog on the board. He said, yeah. I said, he said, I told you I was going to put her on there. I said, well, look, I've already seen what she'll do. I'll just buy her. If I'd have known what you was talking about, you know, I, I, I should have bought her right then. So anyway, I bought her, uh, and I, she was kind of the first dog. She was actually the first dog that I ever took to a hunt, and I won. I won a, a $50 uh, entry, and I think I won 110 with her. Uh, but she was the first dog that I ever took to a hunt and won with. When was that gear wise? Oh, you think? Oh Lord, uh, I'm gonna say 2012, maybe 2000. Let's see, me and Kayla get married 2011, 2011, 2012, somewhere right there. And you couldn't have put my head through, you know, a. 3-0 door. I, I mean, my head was so swollen up when I got home, and I got the itch and the bug, and uh, I, I wanted to go to a competition. Seemed like every time I turned around, and uh, really just didn't have the dog power to go to the competitions at that time. I mean, yeah, I can go to a little local 30 and compete, uh, and that's kind of, you know, how I won. Just kind of got lucky. She got out there, and dog tree is slick. She trees a coon, and nothing flashy and just stayed out of trouble the rest of the night. So, uh, but I would say that was probably 2011 or 12 is when I won my first cast ever. Gotcha. So how long did you keep her or did you, did you push her at anything or? Uh... Yeah. So I, you know, I, like I said, I start, I'm starting to learn all this stuff as you know, what super States was and what everything is going for. And when I tell you this jip was rattle-headed, uh, she was I, – I really think that she was dropped on her head as a puppy and something happened to her, and it's just the honest-to-God gospel. You could put a bark collar on that dog, and she would sit there, and it would just be shocking her, and she would sit there and just bark through it and squalling the whole time. And I was thinking, man, this is, this is crazy. I, I've never seen a dog that's just – you know, stupid like this. And, uh, so I got her money one for the super stakes and I, I was telling somebody, I just can't deal with it. My wife is going nuts. This dog, I had to put two bark collars on this dog to make her be quiet at night. 
And uh, so my wife was on me all the time. I'm tired of hearing these dogs bark, you know, this dog bark. You're going to have to do something. And I was like, well, I, I don't know what to do, uh, but just sell it because I'm not going to listen to her gripe at me because this dog's out there barking. And I couldn't stand it every time, you know, you're trying to lay down, a dog's barking. So I get on the board and uh, I sell her to a uh, to a guy. He lived over there on the, he lived on close to Beaumont and he bought her and uh, I didn't keep, so I, she had her super state money one and all that. So it's kind of easy to move her at that time because, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the super stakes was coming on. So he went ahead and bought her and I think he, I don't even know if she ended up uh, going up there that year, but she ended up being a grand knight. Uh, they won probably a thousand fifteen hundred dollars with her in PKC was the last I heard what you know uh, happened to her so I bought her and then uh, kind of moved into uh, a dog that really showed me what a real young nice pup was probably the freakiest puppy I've ever seen uh, I bought him I bought him from Cochran, and uh, that time I didn't know. Like I said, I'm still new in all this, don't know a whole bunch. Uh, didn't know who Cochran was, really. And he had bred um, Tequila Sunrise to Smoky Mountain Crook, which I think she had either just won the Super Stakes or she – I think she was a Super Stakes champion, uh, if I'm not mistaken. She had just won it, and they had made that cross. Well – think they wanted a thousand dollars for them puppies so a buddy of mine bought one and he was just sitting out there in the yard this puppy was three four months old and he just was kind of out there in the yard he wasn't hunting at the time or going to hunt and I said I tell you what let me buy that puppy from you I like his looks granted this puppy's three four months old ain't ever seen a coon don't know nothing um I took him with me one night and uh just to let him learn how to stretch his legs at this time he's four months old um i'll take him with me with willie and we go to the national forest over there and he's hunting another black and tan dog that would run in tree coons and i said well she's not gonna do nothing to get him in trouble because she's not trashy and she ain't gonna get him out there and bay a hog and get him cut up and the puppy just really wanted to go hunting but he didn't know what he was doing he had no clue so this jip gets out there and she gets struck and she's probably two or 300 yards in there and the puppy's with her the whole time. And I start hearing this other dog barking in there. I told Willie, I said, does that sound like that, another dog to you in there? He said, yeah, but that's, that surely that ain't that puppy. Well, we're sitting there listening and all of a sudden this dog comes treed and Willie's jip has not got treed yet. And I'm going, Willie, is that your dog? And he goes, that ain't her. That's got to be that puppy. I said, oh, my Lord, I don't know what he's treed, but he's treed, and all of a sudden, right behind her or him comes this jip. I broke through there like Usain Bolt running to this dog, trying to see what in the world he's got. And I got in there, and they're in a cedar tree. I'm like, surely they, you know, they ain't treat a possum, you know, and if he did, I ain't going to get mad at him. He's four months old the first time he's ever even stuck his foot on a, a stick. And, uh, anyway, so I pull him back and me and Willie are sitting there shining and I look up there and I about fell out. I told Willie, I said, this puppy has treated a coon. He said, you're lying. I said, come over here and look. And sure enough, balled up there was a big old boar coon. I was like, oh my Lord. 
So we didn't even have a gun with us, you know, bring it in there because I was thinking there ain't, I don't know what they've treated. This puppy's done treat a possum. This gyps just backing. So I ran, you know, out probably three, 400 yards to go get a 22 and ran all the way back in there. And I rolled it out to this puppy and it's, it just, it, it done something to him. It, it, I mean, I killed it out for him so it wouldn't bite him, but this puppy didn't know come here from Sickleman. He's over there chewing on a coon. His first night in the woods, he trees a coon. And I was like, oh, my Lord. Willie said, you got something special there if you'll, you know, just keep him going in the right direction. So I did. I really kept pushing on him, and I took him a couple more times and by himself, and he just really didn't know what he was doing, didn't want to go. But by five, six months old, this puppy was treeing coons consistently. I mean, like a grown dog. And uh, I put him in his first hunt at seven months old, and I brought him over there to Ala. Jared Douglas had a hunt. Jay, that buddy of mine, was coming to uh, – Jay was coming to look at a dog, an ex-junior dog. I don't know if you remember uh, when uh, – when uh, what uh, crap, I just uh, – Jared had that dog. And uh, anyway – I don't know if you remember that big dog that Jared had from, you remember him? Yeah. Yeah. We hunted against Jared a pretty good bit. Yeah. So Jared had the ex junior dog that he was wanting to sell. And, uh, so we loaded up and we was just going over and I just brought my puppy one night. It was, it was like on a Thursday night. We were both off on Friday and, uh, we loaded up and went over there and they had a PKC hunt going and Jared told us about it. He said, Hey, I got a hunt. It's an hour long. He said, as soon as the hunt's over, I'll show y'all this dog. I said, well, okay. Well, they ended up having a three-dog cast. I think it was the Wells Fargo dog. Uh, Bert Stevens had uh, what's the what that what's that dog he was pushing around there for a, a long time? That boss, uh, real nice boss. Yep, mm-hmm. he had boss, and uh, and Jared had junior. And uh, anyway, they said, hey, would you put that puppy in to make it an even four-dog cast? And I was thinking man i just come over here to pleasure hunt and just hunt my puppy you know he ain't never even been in a cast you know i ain't never even really been around other dogs they said oh well you know jared said i'll pay for your interest no i'll pay for it so i put him in at 30 dollar entry we cut loose and they didn't go 100 yards and my puppy goes to open and i strike him they go left-handed he goes right-handed that puppy goes in there about 500 and just sinks in there and just comes wooded and I said, heck, dream. We go over there. He's got a coon. And in my head this whole time, I'm thinking, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. This seven-month-old puppy just come in here. And this junior dog is supposedly pretty nice. And I know the boss dog ended up, you know, being really nice. And he was nice at that time. And the Fargo dog, if I'm not mistaken, done want a pile of money at that time. Um, so anyway... They go over there and they all tree a coon, or I think the boss dog trees a coon for 75 and 100, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I won this cast, and uh, I'm in my head going, man, I really think I got something crazy special right here, man. This is, this is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of deal. And uh, anyway, so from that moment at seven months old to the moment I sold him, I had done – I sold him at nine months old, and he had won, I'm going to say – 260 something dollars uh he had two ukc first on him and he had won a akc youth uh championship uh, texas state championship 
And this was all from a seven month to right at nine month old period on him. And, uh, it was just the craziest deal. And I kept, you know, telling Ashley Hopkins, I would tell Ashley, Hey man, I've got a dog out of tequila sunrise. That's a freak. And I'm sure, you know, he was thinking, Oh, okay. You know, it sounds good. Why well, I kept sending videos and then, Hey, deuce wins again, deuce wins again, deuce wins again. And he got interested and he called me up. He said, Hey, I'd like to buy that dog from you. And, uh, at that time, you know, I was kind of, you know, younger and didn't have, you know, what I have now. And I was like, man, I, I, I would sell him, you know, sounds good to me. So he offered me a, a, a you know, a nice penny for a nine month old puppy. Well, I sent him over there and, uh, you know, on kind of like a trial deal. And actually I have the check at my, in my house. And the next day Ashley calls me, says, you can cash that check, man. He said, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's done. And, uh, anyway, so I said, man, that sounds good to me. And so from that moment on, I, I kind of moved on from that dog, but come to find out about two weeks later, uh, I think Ashley gets him out there and a the bunch of fireworks goes off and may have been around 4th of July or something. A dog runs up a tree and comes down the other side and hangs itself. just a freak deal. So he don't have this dog two weeks and he ends up dying and there's no telling what this dog would have won if you know that that right there don't happen uh just kind of a crazy deal but uh that's that's when i really kind of got into knowing what you know a really nice dog you know was and he was like i said there he was only nine months old and i done had my eyes you know whole mentality changed on what i wanted from you know that point and I knew the dogs of the past that I had had were not even equal, close to being equal to what he was. So, yeah, that's kind of where I moved on with that. And would, then just moved on to the other dogs that I eventually get. That dog, what did you say you called him? I called him Deuce. Deuce? Yeah, Deuce. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Ashley and them probably, you know, they go, they, they got a bunch of hunts around there, and they go to the hunt. So if he, yeah. if he was like you said and he kept progressing no telling what they would have ended up winning oh man and that's what he told me said chris this is a this is the closest dog that i've seen you know the pup i've seen off a son he said he acts just like him he looks just like him he said he's he sounds just like him he said this is he said he's like a carbon copy of him he said i'm 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 very excited to you know see what we can win and what we can do with this dog and you know, two weeks later, you know, I get a call and say, Hey man, Deuce is dead. And I'm like, Oh my God, what happened? And he tells me, and I'm like, Oh my Lord. I mean, I felt terrible for them because like I said, they just buy this dog and, you know, and, and paid, you know, quite a bit of money for him as a, as a young dog. And, uh, you know, two weeks later to be dead, is just, you know, I, that that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Big time. And the thing about it is, Back whenever we were hunting a bunch, I was hunting a bunch with Brendan and them. We hunted with several off of tequila back then when they were breeding him. He was still alive. I liked a lot of them dogs. Um, they weren't perfect, but they did a lot of things that I liked. You know, they were independent, coon triers. Some of them didn't have quite the mouth that I would like. But for the most part, um, that was one of the dogs when we were hunting that I, I liked hunting dogs off of him. And I didn't hunt many, but the ones that I did hunt, I really liked. Yeah. And I, and I messed up knowing what I know, like I said, now, 
to uh, Ashley had offered me a, a cash price plus a straw of semen. And at that time, I was like, man, I don't want a straw of semen off of this dog. I said, I don't know, you know, really what this dog is because, you know, all of it's really kind of still in a way new to me. I, I was starting to learn, but I was like, I'd rather just have the cash. But knowing what I know now, I, I mean, I would have been sitting pretty with a straw of tequila sunrise semen that, you know, Ashley's kind of, you know, keeping to herself. And I don't blame him because, you know, that uh, he's sitting on, you know, $2,500, $3,000 a whack. I'm sure every time he's, you know, AI is a female and I don't know how many straws he has left, but I'm sure enough to last him a lifetime for him. Right. Well, not only that, I, when it comes to something like that, it may not be as much the money as it is. He knows that what that dog had produced. He just got to find the right jip and he's going to get it produced again at oh, some point. Right. And I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be scared to, you know, with the, with rings breeding now, uh, you know, being hairy bred, I wouldn't be scared to, to buy a good female off of that and get it raised up and trained. And, uh, if you ever bred a good jip and, you know, being, you know, tequila sunrise and, and Harry and see if we can't, you know, do something with it, you know, cross it over and, and see what we can't get with it. Cause I got some semen on ring that I'd like to use on some good females too. Gotcha. So you sell the deuce dog and where do you go from there? So I sell deuce, uh, and I, I'm kind of down a dog. So I'm kind of hunting, you know, buddies, dogs, helping them out, you know, just kind of staying in the woods and, uh, you know, just to, just to be in the woods a little bit. Cause I was, you know, at this time I done caught the bug and I, I was just in love with it. Uh, you know, I had never really done anything like this. The closest thing to it, I guess would be, you know, playing football in high school. And it was just such been a, you know, to me it was a, it was something that I felt like every day you work on and you still got something else you can improve on. And that's what I was trying to do with these dogs. And, uh, so I'm sitting there and I'm hunting a little bit for, you know, people here and they're not really nobody big or nothing like that. Just kind of got dogs at my house hunting them a little bit. And, uh, I see that, uh, uh, they have a, uh, rat attack semen puppy on the board for sale. And I'm like, man, I would love to have a rat attack semen puppy. I paid uh, buzz Lynch $2,000 for this puppy at eight weeks old. And probably the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life, you know, is just you're giving somebody, uh, $2,000 for a puppy that you don't know if he's going to, you know, no come here from sick on by the time it's over with. And anyway, I got really, really lucky, uh, with this pup. He ended up being a super, super nice dog. I, I mean, I say super, super nice. He ended up being a good, nice dog. Uh, I ended up selling him to a guy, uh, in Oklahoma. Uh, I'd done a little bit of winning with him. Uh, I think I sold him at about 13 months old. And then the meantime, while all this is going on, how I find that when I'm hunting this dog, I'm going to hunts a little bit. And, uh, with this, this rat attack puppy that I have now, and I kind of stumble across ring and, uh, Cody Reynolds that has this dog and I've drawn him a couple of times and he's really caught my eye. And I'm thinking, man, that's, that's a really, really nice 
young dog, I would really like to own him. And uh, anyway, we get out there and we're hunting one night and on a cast. And I don't know at that time, I might have still had Deuce when I drew him the first time. And uh, when I redrew him again, I think I had either hunting for somebody or I had uh, the rat attack pup. And uh, anyway, I, I come across Ring, and Ring just pulverizes me both cast. And I'm like, man, that's a super nice dog. I need to get my hands on him. So the second hunt we get done with, he, he beats my eyeballs out. I tell Cody, I said, hey, buddy, I said, would you want to sell that dog? And he said, well, everything I got is for sale. I said, well, look, I said, I'll give you 2500 for him, you know, when we get back up to the truck. And his eyes lit up. I mean, like, oh, my God, this guy's going to give me $2,500 for this dog. And I said, man, I'll, I'll write you a check or I got cash, either one, what you want. And he said, well, let, let me think about it when we walk out of the woods. And I said, all right, sounds good. And I'm the whole time, you know, probably shooting myself in the foot, telling him, you know, how about how good his dog is and, and everything else. Well, I get up there and he uh, gets ringing. He loads him up in the back of the truck and he, he says, I think I'm just going to keep him, Chris. I said, well, you know, that's, that's, that's fine. Ain't no big deal. I understand. Well, I still have a good dog, you know, and, and this, this pup that I have. Well, I'm sitting there and I'm going, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell this dog uh, and I'm going to go ahead and 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 buy a ring i'm gonna i'm gonna take my shot and just go ahead and sell him and buy him well i sell this sell this dog and i'm out a dog at this time so i call cody and i said hey buddy i said you know tell him who i am again i said hey i was gonna see if uh you wanted to sell a ring i know we talked you know a couple of weeks ago about maybe buying him he says no i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sell him he said what do you think he's worth you know, and at that time I'm in my head going, man, you know, he's worth a lot of money, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of hunting another dog at this time. And I'm like, man, that's a $5,000 dog, Cody. And I said, you know, he's just, that's what he is. I said, and then that, that time, $5,000 for a dog, let's say I bought ring in 2000. Oh, I'm going to say 13. Uh, yeah. Two, Cause he's a, yeah. 2013. Uh, at that time, $5,000, you know, back then, that was before, you know, all these dog prices have shot through the roof. That was a lot of money for a good, good dog. <laughs> and uh, that's probably what you were going to pay for just, you know, the high end of one. So he turns me down. He, he tells me, he said, you know what? He, I, I, he says, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He says, uh, you told me you'd buy him. He said, I'll, I'll sell him to you. And I said, all right, sounds good. I'm on my way to get him after we get, you know, I've done was at work one day and he calls me, he said, I'm going to sell this dog. I guess he got mad at him. And so he calls me, he says, Hey, I'm going to sell this dog. You know, will you come get him? And I said, yeah, I'll come get him. I'll give you 2,500 for him. He said, no, he said, you told me you give me $5,000 for him, but you know, or he was a $5,000 dog. And I'm thinking, what an idiot. I didn't shot myself in the foot and told him his dog's worth that. And, he said, uh, I said, all right, well, I I'll give it to you. So anyway, he, <laughs> I get home and I'm loading my, my dog box up in the truck. And I was like, I'm, I'm on my way. And he calls me or he answers him. He says, Hey, I'm not going to sell him. And I said, Oh my God, you know, this, you know, this guy, this is the second time he's been told me he would, you know, kind of sell him to me or think about selling him to me. And he's backed out once at the truck when we at that hunt and then you know right now 
so at this time i'm just kind of hunting a dog for you know a couple guys and i don't really have nothing of my own and it about a month rocks on and he calls and tells me says hey man i'm not hunting rings just sitting here do you want to buy him and i said yeah i'll buy him for 2500 and he said you're not buying this dog for 2500 he said five thousand dollars and he you could have him i said yeah you told me that last time and he said i promise you he said i'll come to you tonight and we'll we'll go hunting i said man that sounds like a deal and uh so i went and got the money out of the bank and i met willie had a uh by this time he's done transitioned off the black and tans to back to a walker dog and uh, he had a really nice young dog off the track man that I, I really thought a lot of and uh so i asked willie i said will you come with me just to kind of check this dog's oil i want to see is he going to cover is he going to do this is he going to do that i've been with him a couple times i don't think he's going to but i just want to check him he said yeah no problem so we get down in there and uh we cut him loose. I cut ring by himself once, uh, just to see if he'd go hunting by himself. Cut him loose. He sinks in there about six, seven hundred. Boom, comes treat, has a coon. I'm like, here we go. And uh, I said, well, let's make a couple drops with him now. So we cut him from right there. We walked off 100 yards from that tree uh, back to the buggy, and we cut him on the other side of the pipeline. Uh, and when I cut him, ring went right, slam went left. They're both opening up, but rings going the other way, slams going, you know, the other way. And I'm going, man, something's going on. Willie goes, well, I wonder if he's running that track backwards. And I said, he probably, I'm, in my head, I'm thinking he is, you know, because I thought a lot about the slam dog by that time ring comes treat. I'm like, well, let's go in there and see. Well, we go in there, ring's got another cone. I'm like, golly, he done a good job on that one. Willie goes, that's a pretty good job right there. I said, yeah. So I recut ring and uh, I recut him and he goes in there and sinks in there and gets treated again before slam has even got treated again. I'm thinking, man, I, you know, I've done bought him, you know, in my head, I, I really want this dog. And uh, as another coon will slam his treed, we get him and uh, we go ahead and go on back to the truck because we all had to go to work the next morning. And I get up there and I said, look, Cody, I said, you know, I'll give you $4,000 for him. You know, that's, that's about all I can give you for him. He said, well, I'm going to go ahead and take him on back with me because I told you five and, you know, that's, that's what it's going to take. And I said, well, crap. So I went ahead and gave him the 5000 and that's kind of just been, you know, history ever since, you know. Uh, I, he was two He was two years, a little over two when I bought him, and he's 12 now. So we uh, – we we've been together now for uh i guess i'd say a little over you know right at 10 10 years a little little over 10 years and when i bought him he was a grand knight which he finished out to a grand before he was two and i think he had 120 dollars in pkc one and now i think i got some papers on him off of uh, a pup that we had sent in not long ago and i think he's i think i've won twenty four thousand with him and uh you know and he's won twenty four thousand the hard way it's not been the biggest lick i've won with him was five thousand dollars so uh and that was only just a, about two years ago at buffalo when they had a hunt up there so that was the biggest lick he's ever had everything else has been coming from you know 110 dollar cast wins to you know 72 dollar cast wins to 54s 
I mean, you know, never. And he's he won a couple good early rounds at the world and just get beat on late, you know, just terrible, you know, breaks in the late round or something. But we've uh, we've done a lot of winning together, and he really, you know, has become you know one of my best buds. And that sucker has showed me what a coon dog is. Oh, ring. I know he's hairy bred, but what what is his exact uh, breeding? His uh his daddy, which his daddy uh come out of Louisiana, and I don't know if you ever hunted with him. I think his name was uh, Harry's Dead Ringer. Talton Johns owned him, and uh, Talton bred this uh you know this other dog, you know this female uh, over there in Louisiana, and I guess they end up getting these puppies and you know peddling them off wherever. So he's out of his daddy is a litter mate to Harry Balls and. Fring's mama is out of Lipper Stylish rank, and she's a no-name female. She just probably back, you know, behind the you know barn coon dog. Uh, don't have anything worn or nothing like that. But uh, I guess it was just a you know pretty good little cross. Uh, but I, you know, he's won like I said about a little over twenty-four thousand now, and still going strong. We uh, we just put him up. I let a buddy of mine, John Alpers, uh, he's starting to get into it and he wanted to, uh, he wanted to start hunting and we had been going through some dogs with him and it was kind of cool. And in the springtime and I told him, I said, well, look, I said, you need to start off with, you know, a good solid dog that you won't have to worry about what they're doing. You know, what's going on. I said, you can come get ringed. You can hunt him, take him to any hunt you want to go to with him. He'll, he'll treat you right. And that sorry sucker done one you know fifteen hundred dollars with him as he's been retired i mean he won fifteen hundred dollars probably from april to maybe even march to i think we put him up in june uh or maybe june or july we went over there to a uh a hunt and i think it was ringo we no i don't know what club uh blake robertson them are in i think it's ringo and we went to a pro classic over there and that was his last hunt that we put him in. And that was in May or June and John won $1,500 with him then. So the sucker's 12 years old and still winning. Yeah. It's terrible when they get old, you, you know, you had a dog of a lifetime. You don't never want to retire. Oh, oh no. And, and I've had, you know, I've had good pups and I'm hunting a pup off of him now. Um, but I've had, you know, I, probably the best and i say it and i'll you know i'll live i'll go to the grave saying it until i see another one uh you know he threw probably the best two-year-old you know because he died at two that i've ever seen draw a breath of air um and i i i done a, quite a bit of winning with him in a short little period of time that he was alive uh but you know it's just hard to get off of them old dogs you know uh, you could always go pull him out of the pen, and right now I can go down there getting dark, and I could pull up to the dog pen down there at the barn, and that sucker's jumping up and down barking, wanting to go, wanting to go. So he ain't got no quit in him, and I told John when we get off of uh, being so stinking hot and get back in the fall, and we had bought a, we've bought a female now, and he's going to hunt her, uh, and if you know, we – can't do any good with her while we start breeding we're gonna get her bred to ring and when she's bred john's gonna get back on ring and we're gonna let him let him go win some more with him 
there ain't no point. So I told him, and when he's ready to be done hunting, he'll let us know. He ain't, you know, he ain't ready to quit yet. So he's got too much left in him in the gas tank to go. You cut him, and he seems like he's a two-year-old still. But he's 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 blessed me, and he's uh, financially blessed me with stuff and dogs and dogs that I've been able to sell off of him and and everything else. So he's been a he's been a blessing to me and my family. The little dog you was talking about that you said was all for him, that's the dog you got top six at the Super Stakes with? Yes, that's, that's the dog you got top six at the Super Stakes with. And uh, just, you know, gotten top six of the Super Stakes with him. Um, should have been in the final four if I know what I know now handling-wise. Uh, he won as a one-year-old to two-year-old. He won two UKC state championships, and the dog didn't – start tree and coons was actually gonna you know probably kill him uh at one point and there was uh i think he was 13 months old and me and jason Klom was partners on him jason got him and uh he just wouldn't do anything he'd run everything but a coon and wanted i mean would, would run to catch it so long story short jason calls me says hey i'm probably going to do something with this dog and it ain't going to be good uh i said well let me come and get him and just try him and uh anyway he's 13 months old at that time well by 15 months old uh and like i said he's not running a tree and doing anything by 15 months old i uh put him in one cast and i won it with him kind of a lucky deal uh that I wanted. I mean, he did have a hundred and a hundred on a coon, but I, I felt that he just kind of got lucky, you know, doing it and kind of worked on a couple little things with him. And after that, at 15 months old in a two month time, I'd done one about $500 with him and, uh, won a UKC Texas state championship with him. And, you know, I was thinking, man, this is, this is probably a pretty good deal. And we go on to, you know, uh, we went another one. We went it back to back. I think he was actually the youngest, the youngest dog to ever win the UKC Texas State Championship. And I don't know the last time one has won uh, a dog has won one back to back, and uh, never lost a UKC cast. Uh, and like I said, got us in the final six of the Super State. Should have been in the final three, but you know, tough break. Knowing what I know now, we're sitting in that spot and probably walking home with a, you know, Super Stakes championship. But things happen. Yeah, me and Blake, uh, Blake Robertson was on the podcast before, and that's one thing we was talking about was, you know, in the big hunts, the person who catches the break is the one who, who usually ends up in the in the finals. And in this case, you just, you was the opposite. You you didn't catch the break. But if you would have, right. that probably would have put you there. Yeah, and like I said, knowing what I know now, he really kind of cost me uh, Wednesday night and kind of had me scared because uh, it was my first time. To, you know, I'd been to the world hunt and everything like that, but I never had a dog that I thought uh, that I'd owned long enough, really, because Ring, uh, Ring had one Super Stakes left when I got him. He had a terrible birthday, but I couldn't work, so uh, Chance Lynch hauled him up there for me. And so I wasn't able to go to the Super State and never was able to make it. So 
with tough i was in my head going man this dog's really kind of a freak i'm going to take this dog up there and i really think i could walk home you know or drive home you know as the super stakes champion and uh we we got real close but he uh he really kind of put a damper on me and scared me on wednesday night he left out of there and he was a good strike dog but you know he just wasn't a babbler uh he got out there on a win on wednesday night and uh i had won my early round monday got beat tuesday wednesday i cut him loose and he leaves there screaming and i'm like he's the only dog barking i strike him and i mean within 20 30 seconds i strike this dog and like i said he's no babbler well man it's no longer i struck that dog and i don't know if he heard me if what he done he shut it off and uh he shuts it off and he uh he don't say another word till he's four or five hundred yards in there he opens back up i take my minus and i you know there ain't nothing i can do but take it uh so i'm sitting i mean already 100 pump right out of the truck and there's just nothing i you know thinking i'm cast is over ain't nothing i could do he comes back and trees three coons uh on the dog that sean welch has the amtrak's dog that he you know thought high of and that was a pretty nice little dog too uh stick trees three coons come back and wins it and i end up winning it in the uh late round and got in and uh so we go to the semis and kind of walk through that one he looked real good and in the late round in the quarter the quarterfinals we get out there and the same scenario i draw tracy thompson bobby burden and we cut loose and stick leaves there screaming and theirs are barking too a little bit but not like uh i say stick i'm sorry tough uh tough leaves there just screaming barking and i'm in my head going man i'm this far in it if i cost this dog you know myself i'm gonna be sick and that's the reason i don't get it enough you know getting the final six or you know at final three so i don't say nothing and it's just bobby and tracy are such good handlers you know they know what they're doing at that time i was just kind of learning a lot to you know what i was really doing handling wise and they strike strike and i strike for 50 i'm going crap man i should have struck this dog well uh because he never shut up and anyway they uh i think bobby 100 and 100 on a den tracy ends up 75 on 100 on a coon and i end up 50 and 100 on a coon and we end up walking the hunt out to stick or to uh tough and uh just kind of a bad deal if i'd have just struck the dog no you know like i said with my gut struck him i'd have been sitting in the final three and then like i said should have drove home back to texas with a with a, a super stakes champion but you live and you learn but that's a hard position to be put in you know you don't know what's right or what's wrong you know when you're when you're in that position to do it so it's just kind of hard to judge it at that time yeah and especially as being a young dog you know if, if he was hunting ring and he was six seven eight years old you would know i mean you 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 know every bark hey. he makes that's a uh, ring cracks his jaw i'm striking that dog because he ain't gonna shut up and you know if he struck he's he's carrying it out and he's always been so good about being a first or second strike dog so he i mean there i can count on one hand how many times he's taken a 50 or a quarter usually he's gonna be 100 and 100 somewhere by himself you know he ain't gonna treat with another dog so 
I know when he's in a briar patch, when he's crossing water, I mean, if he hung his toe on a, on a limb or what, but like you said, being a young dog, I didn't know whether he was going to shut it up and do what he done to me on Wednesday night, or if he's going to keep it open and being that far in it, I just, I didn't want to take the gamble, but I should have just went ahead and took the gamble. Well, the other thing is being a young dog, a lot of people, uh, don't, don't think about it or realize it, but however you're feeling, I mean, you were probably either a little nervous or excited or, Oh, I, Hey, you, I look like a long tail cat in a room full of rocking chairs walking into that quarterfinals round. I, when I walked in there to hand that card to him to go to the quarterfinals, my gut was in a knot. I, I remember looking over there. Finley was over there, you know, uh, Tracy and Bobby. And I'm in the middle of all these, you know, at that time, you know, I wasn't really nobody. And, you know, I, I don't, I feel now that I've kind of, you know, earned my respect, you know, handling wise here and there. I'm not the best in the world, but I've won my fair share. And, uh, anyway, I'm in the room with all these guys that's won all over the country and that's all they do for a living. And I'm just a nobody walking in there, handing the card about to try to get in the final six of the or final three of the super stakes. And man, I was just, I was so nervous. I called my wife just, I mean, voice was shaking. And I remember, I told her, I said, all right, I got to go. I got to call Joe. So I called Joe Manning, and he was telling you're good. Just calm down. You know, I was like, man, I, I don't know what to do. I, I'm, I'm nervous, man. He's like, just, and Joe, this was before Joe really, you know, got hot. And, you know, but, you know, I always kind of looked up to him, and we had done, you know, come, you know, best friends. And, you know, I, I kind of looked up to him handling-wise because, I, you know, I didn't really know nothing about it. And I was like, man. You know, maybe he can talk me through something I don't know. And all he had was, calm down, you're good. Just go win this thing. And Klom's calling me, we're going to win it. We're going to win it. And I'm going, oh, I'm wanting to win this thing so bad, but I'm nervous as, you know, like I said, you know, as as nervous could be. So it's just a different situation when you get in a big hunt like that and you get down to where, you know, you could be, you know, one more cast and you could be the Super Stakes champion. Yeah, but the other thing is, hey, if you're not excited and nervous at the, you know, one of the biggest stages for PKC, then, you know, you, you might not be doing it for the same reason that most of us that, are. Because that's, that's right. 99% that's right. of the people would be just as nervous or excited or whatever you want to call it as you were uh, at that's, that night. That's right. So... Yeah, we uh, we had a good run, and he uh, we come back, and he ended up winning a, another state championship for me, and then but just died of a freak accident. His gut blowed up in his uh, his gut blowed up one night. He treated four singles. I put him in the dog uh, the dog box, heading home, and I dumped him out in the dog pen and fed him. And anyway, I don't know what happened. If he fell out of a tree, or I think it was from an old hog cut than when he was a puppy. Uh, he was treated one night in the hog run by and cutting. And I think that gut liner that holds your guts down, I think it pushed through and it ended up collapsing one of his lungs and they wanted $6,000 at an emergency vet to fix him. And at that time I was just going, I, I don't know if I could spend, cause I asked them, can you fix him? And they said, well, there's no guarantee, you know, of course, but they said, you know, it's going to be 6,000 to, to start with. And I'm thinking there's no way, uh, I get a call from a lady that's a vet and she says, Hey, uh, she lives 15 miles down the road from me. She said, if you'll be 
at my at the vet you know vet office at eight o'clock in the morning i'll fix him for fifteen hundred dollars i said i'll be there uh i drop him off in the pen at six o'clock that morning with like i said we're hunting all night at the emergency vet you know the rest of the night and at six o'clock in the morning i'm driving home i pull him out of the dog box and ease him down and this dog's just i mean i feel so bad for him and at this time i hadn't had no sleep worked all day up all night and i walk in there so i'm gonna get me an hour sleep and i'll have him at the vet you know by eight and uh i feel bad you know thinking should i just stayed out there with him would he have died would he have stayed alive uh walked back out there and he was dead in the pen so i mean i was heartbroken man this first dog i ever cried over and uh i got one more out there that when he croaks i'll probably cry harder than a baby but uh that sucker out there he you know he was a good he was a good one to me and like i said probably the best two-year-old that i've ever witnessed unsnapped on a dog leash and i got a two-year-old right now that i thank the world of i say two three uh just turned three uh but i don't i mean he's won his fair share so far but i don't know and he's won way more than tough has but i don't know uh what you know I, I he just don't have that one little thing that tough had and there ain't no dog that i've seen that had that little spark that tough had either so the dog you're talking about now what's is that the sticks dog yeah that sticks yep he uh he's off a ring and uh a zeb three female so tough dies on me i go back to hunting ring uh get a guy van pierce calls me says hey i like ring i want to you know i got this female over here i'd like to breed to him he, he, she's a bigger type female i'd like to get a bigger puppy off a of ring would you breed her i said absolutely so i get her bred um tough comes along i mean stick comes along uh end up giving him uh giving him to willie west well uh his wife son dies in a freak accident and uh they end up giving me the puppy back well at this time i've got two at my house two of his litter mates i didn't even you know i didn't i wasn't even thinking about sticks so i end up putting it on uh facebook that hey i got a puppy for sale you know does anybody want him good looking little puppy lake and rentals in indiana she buys him and uh one of my puppies at this time and I don't know how, never had it on my place, don't know how it got there, uh, gets parvo and ends up dying on me. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. So I'm thinking the other puppy's good. Uh, it's not going to get this parvo. Well, sure enough, I start watching him, and about a week later, he's all good, and a week later, this other puppy gets it. So I, I, I'm doing everything I can. I'm giving him the shot, you know, not to make him throw up, Pedialyte. I'm out there. I'm taking him to work every day with me putting him in the dog box and shoving up 30 milliliters of, you know, Pedialyte down his throat. I mean, seemed like every hour trying to keep him, you know, hydrated. And at the, and this time, uh, they're about four months old. I call Lakin and I ask her, you know, pretty much begging her for, you know, stick back, uh, you know, because this was probably ring was getting old and I didn't know how many more litters that we would have out of him. And uh, anyway, she ends up giving him back to me. I get him back. And uh, it's kind of been, you know, there, we, you know, history, same thing with ring history ever since. And we ain't, we ain't won, a, you know, we ain't won the world and we ain't won, you know, a whole bunch, but we're going, we're going to do some winning. 
uh, I think we've won. Oh, I think we won about nineteen thousand, and he's uh, he's a night champion. He's got one win towards Grand, and qualified for the Tournament of Champions this year. I didn't get him qualified last year, uh, which I don't hunt a lot of UKC hunts, but everybody's talking about the Tournament of Champions and how nice it is and all that. Uh, so I'm gonna take him. He's qualified for the UKC World. He dominated the RQE down here that we had, and. Uh, so he's done his fair share of winning and we're, we're going to, we're looking for a good, you know, fall and spring winter this year. We're going to put him in some bigger hunts and see if we can't make some noise with him. Gotcha. So is that the only thing you got that you're hunting right now currently? That is, that is the only thing I got, man. Uh, I, I, uh, I don't have anything else. I do have some puppies on the ground. Uh, I don't, but another guy does uh he's got three puppies we end up having she ended up having 10 and i think he's lost seven of them i don't know if, what is going on if it's due to heat or or what but as of right now that's the only dog i got that i'm hunting and like i said we bought uh the adele female out of indiana uh scott bred her uh engel bred her to rodeo and she ended up having uh she ended up producing the super states champion last year the mojo on dope dog and uh the lane frost dog at jake morris hunting right now that he really likes so um she's had six puppies and they've all three of the six that i know of uh are really you know some good winners so uh when we get her a couple about a month or so ago she was big as a barrel ain't been hunted in two or three months and uh we got got her toenails trimmed up and been putting her on a treadmill we uh we had to put her on a treadmill down here because that buddy of mine john that's partners with me on her uh, his back's messed up he's got to have surgery so uh and it's just so hot we took her i guess about two weeks ago and uh tell you how hot it is i mean she of course a northern dog when they come down here they're just not going to be used to this kind of heat um we was hunting down there in my river bottom like i said about two weeks ago and we kept stick with this tree and coons. Like, I mean, he was just looking good. And Adele was kind of running through the country. She'd bark. And then one at one time she was showing treed. She showed treed for probably 10 minutes. And we were just going to stick and she wasn't moving. And I told John, I said, what is that dog doing? Man, I have no idea. Well, we don't think nothing of it. She finally leaves it. I think we might have kicked her light on and made her get out of there. I don't know what we've done. Uh, but anyway, she ends up leaving it and we're just riding around and, uh, I was telling him, I said, Hey, let's go, man. She's, we done trade. I think we trade four or five with stick. And I said, let's go get her. I said, uh, I, I don't know what her deal is. Well, we get to her and she's about 80 yards from us. And I start calling her. She's coming down this road to us and I'm, start, I'm looking at her coming down this road, man. And this female is just wobbling. I mean, can't even keep her you know back legs up under she's she's so hot and i'm going oh my lord this gyps done had a heat stroke and uh so i drive my buggy up there and i stop and uh pick her up and put her in the back of the buggy but i got to looking and she is just bloody all over her face her tongue she's got a bite mark on her foot she went in there and caught a coon on the ground yeah and it just i mean 100 degrees outside when we're you know it's i say 100 it's about 90 degrees when we're cutting loose and 
this dog is fat and out of shape and she's in there you know probably got in there with the mike tyson the raccoons and it whooped her and it, it done some damage on her and when we got to her like i said it was it was pretty bad i thought we was gonna lose her we uh we took her to a creek and i eased her off in that creek and uh we we just kind of kept putting water on her belly and you know lifting her tail putting it on her butt and on her head between her ears and i stayed in that creek with her for probably probably close to 20 minutes just trying to cool her off but uh it's just a different animal when them dogs come down here from up north they're not they can't take this heat it takes them a long time to adjust to it so i told john we're not going to hunt this female anymore until we put some put some muscle back on her and, and and we get her in shape so uh we've been roading her every day uh five to eight miles a day he's been you know why he can uh and he's gonna be able to rotor a bunch here here next week because he's gonna have surgery so he uh he's gonna have her looking tip-top shape when we break her back out and from what i what i've know you know what i've seen her do and what i've talked to people about what she can do they say she's pretty nice so i'll have her to hunt along with stick you know once i break her back out too once we get her in shape what um assuming how she's bred and how she's produced already y'all gonna breed her as well huh yep so we're gonna breed her to uh we're gonna breed her to rain first she ought to come in and uh she ought to come in in november december uh which what she's produced already and what rain's thrown uh you know i've already had people just you know hey you know, what do you want for a pup? Hey, what do you want for a pup? You know, so I'm excited, uh, you know, and I don't know how many we're going to keep. We might keep the whole litter and then, you know, pedal them out as they go. Uh, going to make sure they're getting some coon hunter's hands because that will probably be one of Ring's last litters. I talked to uh, the vet today actually about it, and he's going to go ahead, and if Ring semen looks good, he's going to try to AIR because Scott said when he tried to uh, breed her to rodeo, she was just acting like a fool. So uh, we're going to go ahead, and he said the best thing to do would just be AIR, and I have some semen on him, but I really don't want to use it just yet. Uh, but if I have to, to you know, breed to a good reproducing female, I will. So we're going to uh, we're going to bring Ring up there with her when she comes in heat, and we're going to pull him and see if he can't AIR first and see how that looks, if his semen looks good enough. But like I told the vet today, heck, he's got 10 puppies that he just – threw out you know two months ago you know a month ago or a couple of days or three weeks ago so bred her two months ago or whatever it was and uh so you know 10 puppies for 12 years old ain't too bad but no. we'll breed her to ring we'll we'll breed her to ring and then we uh we got you know scott told me that he would give me a straw of semen to breed her back to mason if i wanted to uh for maybe a pup deal or we'll see what we'll work out with him on that and then uh you know there's all there's rodeo and then goose is just right up the road or dom is you know we got goose and dom two hours from you know here so uh you know we can breed her to something local and is you know just as big of winners as you could ask right down the road right so what is your plans just for for you know, the rest of this year going into next year, are you just going to mainly focus with stick or do y'all have any more plans as far yeah. as? Well, so, I mean, right now, uh, I've been in the truck talking to you because my wife's in there cooking and 
that I ain't going to be in there talking while she's cooking. I'll be wanting to eat the whole time I'm talking to you. But uh, it's 8.30 right now, and in my truck, it's 100 degrees right now. Um, it's, it's, it's unbearably hot. I've been hunting about three to four nights a week, and usually I'm five or six nights a week. Um, but I'm, I'm back, I'm about down to three nights. We, like I said, we haven't got no rain in so long. It's just trying to find the urge to get up and go hunting. Uh, but our next, you know, my next thing is, is I'm going to probably, uh, I know I'll get an entry to, uh, buffalo they have the world qualifier there we're gonna go to the world hopefully we get doubled up down here in buffalo and we're gonna go to the world hunt see if we can't win a world championship and then uh, after that come about that time the next big hunt we'll have down here will be the lone star and uh i'll probably won't hunt him very much in the open hunts uh you know i haven't put him in an open hunt and oh uh, probably i just started kind of really worrying about the you know pro classics and stuff i haven't put him in the open hunt since about february and i think i'm still setting 16th in the state race with him right now um but we do have a little 500 added i might take him to right down the road and just try to see if i can't bump him up a little bit to you know secure that top 16 spot um but plan is go to the world and then we're gonna go uh we're gonna go to the lone star and uh hit that pro classic there and then we'll start uh from january try to get a black ip entry and then uh if we can't do that i think last year joe and them put on a hunt that you know kind of matched the black ip because everybody wants to hunt in that hunt and there's a lot of coons around this area so either uh the black ip or buffalo and then we got another big hunt coming up that we're going to put on down here in buffalo that's uh that's going to be really big. So, and I don't know if it's been broadcasted over the airways yet. So I don't want to spill the beans if, if it's not, but there's going to be a big major hunt, uh, that you'll have every big name in coon hunting down here trying to hunt for it. So, uh, plan on getting entry of that. We'll just, we're going to try to hit the bigger ones, man, and, and roll on with it until we, you know, find something else or win something big with stick. But that's all I have right now with, it's just him. And I've been offered to sell him, you know, people's text me out of the blue and Facebook me, Hey, would you sell him? Would you sell him? And, you know, I'll, I'll sell anything, but then I get back to thinking, man, if I sold this dog, what am I going to replace him with? Because the dog prices are so high. You know, if I, you know, if I sold him for, you know, whatever price, I'm going to spend that maybe more to find something that's even close to equivalent to what he is. And he's not the best dog in the world by no means, but he suits me and we, we do good together. But it would take me, you know, that money plus some probably to find what he's worth, you know, to fill his shoes. And I figure if I can't get it, I'll just keep him because he, he ain't, he don't need to go nowhere. He, he's, he's, he's my buddy too. Well, and that's the thing. If, if you like how he hunts and how he does, like you said, it, it take, three times the money to replace him going through dogs that's right and i definitely don't want to get in that that deal because that's a headache in its own yeah so uh, we touched on it you had talked about the lone star a while ago and it's actually kind of funny i uh had a facebook memory pop up today from 13 years ago um did you 
at one time have the Jammer dog from I Mississippi? Did. Yeah, I forgot about old Jammer. I bought Jammer, and uh, yeah, I, I I bought him, and he he was a really nice. He was a real nice dog. I I, I forget about that dog and what he was, but that was a nice dog. Yeah. So let me tell you a quick story. <clears throat> me and Lee Thomas was buddies, and we were kind of going to some hunts. Well, the where where the Lone Star is. In August every year, they used to have a $500 weekend, Friday night, Saturday night. It was, it was 500 or 1000 added. Yeah, it was 500 yep. Okay, well, back then, you know, they didn't have these big, big hunts. So a $500 added was usually a pretty good, pretty decent hunt, you know. Mm-hmm. So we load up, and I'm hunting a female for Lee. And, and Jammer is Lee Lee and Kemper Strickland had him at the time, and that, that's their baby. Right. So That's what I bought him as Kipper. Kipper, yeah. So I, I'm hunting this female. We drive all the way to Texas. It's hot. Oh, it's dry. It's hot. And uh, I hunt the female Friday night. I didn't do no good. Lee didn't do no good. Well, we sitting around the clubhouse, or we sitting around the hotel Saturday. I said, man, I said, let me hunt Jammer. He said, well, I mean, I would, but you never heard him bark. I said, don't, look, just let me hunt him. I said, just tell me a little bit about him and just let's let's mix it up. I said, I've hunted this chip for a couple months now. Me and her just can't because Lee could win with her. I couldn't. I said, let's just switch it up. He said, <laughs> he said, well, I'm over here. I done wasted the money anyway. I don't <laughs> care. You could just, yeah, that's fine. So we go out that night. We hunt and, uh, I end up treeing two coons by myself. I end up getting in the final four. So I call Lee on the way in. He's like, well, how'd you do? I said, oh, I'm in the final four. I know it. I said, based off of the scores last night. Well, I used to always mess with him. So he thought I was just messing with him. Well, we get to the clubhouse. Sure enough, I was in the final four. (laughs) And I've never heard the dog bark. I just went off of what Lee told me and how he told me to hunt him. And that's what I did. That dog, and I, and I always, and I don't know why my brain always slips. You know, you go through, you know, dogs here and there, and that might have been the time that I had the rat attack puppy in between Deuce and him, and I might have been, you know, I can't. It's been, you know, so many years ago, I can't remember. But uh, I tell you what, that was a nice. You, there ain't that. That's a dog that you look back now and say, man, if I, if, knowing what I know now what could have that dog would have won you know because he's an automatic strike dog and he was going to be by himself and he had a coon right i mean he you know he was just the right kind and i didn't really know what i had you know and uh ended up selling him to a guy and i think i ended up that's when i ended up with that rat attack puppy in the middle of you know the deuce dog but you just forget about them dogs you know them dogs you know having so many but he was a nice dog yeah, and I, like I said, I forgot about it till the memory popped up. And what had happened was I told Lee, I said, if I get in the finals tonight, I'll let him ride in the back of the, the back seat of the truck on the way home. And I had a brand, I had a brand new truck. I just started working. I went and bought a truck, and uh, sure enough, he won. And uh, till this day, he's only the second dog I've ever let ride in my truck. <laughs> and uh, I yep. got. I got that Brendan with him too. Yeah. Yeah. Brendan was hunting with him. And I ended up hunting him a little bit more after 
after that night but until then i'd never you know we had hunted a bunch but we just i'd never crossed paths with him until then yeah i think if i'm not mistaken i won oh i'll probably i think when i got him from kemper uh you know being jay jay bought him and uh it, it was one of them things jay didn't wasn't hunting i don't even know why he bought him but he bought him and he got him over to his house. He hunted him a couple times. And if you remember, that dog had a massive motor on him, and he would go so deep. And Jay just didn't. Jay didn't like it, you know, him going so you know far. And so I told him, I said, "Look, I like the dog. I'll buy him from you." So I give him what he paid Kemper for him, and I I started hunting him. And I think when I got him from Jay, he had about three thousand and something one. I think I ended up winning another. 1500 to 2000 with him and made him a grand night and stuff like that and he uh we and i ended up selling him to a guy man i don't even know where i can't even remember where he's from i think he was from oklahoma and uh he gets him and he's hunting him and is in love with him and it's kind of one of them freak deals about like ashley he uh this dog gets out of the pen somehow and this guy pays me pretty good chunk of money for for this dog and he gets out of the he gets out of the pen and uh he let him i i think he said he went out there to feed him and he let the latch loose and kemper i mean uh i don't know why i said that uh he let the latch loose and stinking uh jammer bust out of the pen and takes off running just gone coon hunting i guess and he is i guess he's still yet to be seen so i know that guy was sick about that yeah, well, uh, it's one thing about it. When you cut him loose, he was going hunt. That's right, and there was no telling how far he was going to go either. Yep. He put a million miles on my four-wheeler, I know that. Yep, he wasn't a perfect dog, but I, I, I feel like, like you said, he's one that he had some of the tools that could win, you know, t- definitely in today's, you know, beast truck. Oh, yeah. He, he was a, he's a pro-style dog is what he was now. Yep. Well, I just wanted to tell you that, you know, talk about that for just a second, just because it popped up today and, and we got to talking. I, f- I forgot that you had bought him, but then I was thinking, I was like, man, I, I'm pretty sure that's where he went. But, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, man, is there anything else uh, that you want to talk about as far as your dogs or anything that you think we missed? Man, uh, I can't. You you sit back and think of you know you could you could sit here and talk for three hours if you wanted to about dogs and and everything else you know but uh, I don't really I don't really know if there's anything that we missed you know like I said we you know we've touched on about everything that I've owned and you know everything like that I know I know I've hunted with some pretty good ones in the you know in the meantime but they uh, I, I've I've had some pretty good ones too. <laughs> Well, I tell you, I usually ask everybody this, and, and we do, you know, all different breeds and all different, you know, styles of hunting. We do squirrel dogs and rabbit dogs and everything else. But I always ask this question, and it's it's interesting to me, you know, and I hope it's interesting to some of the, the listeners. But what is what is the one dog that you've hunted with that you don't own that you you if you had the opportunity, if somebody just walked up and said. I'll give you any dog, past, present, future, whatever. What's the one dog that stands out that you're like, man, I'd love to own that dog? Oh, man. 
well, I know one that comes to mind instantly, uh, and I'm, I'm going to have to say two dogs. Okay. Uh, the, the Bronco dog, Justin Caldwell and Robert Mitchell owned together. Uh, she was a, she was a freak, man. Um, there's no telling. I, if I would have to probably say, uh, she would be giving Ruby a run for her money right now as the all-time money winner. Um, she was, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I might be lying, two or three. I know she wasn't over three, I, I don't think. Had around 70,000 won. Uh, probably one of the worst beatdowns I've ever taken in my life. Uh, she gave me one night. And... Uh, Man, she, I think she sat, had 750. And I mean, it, she, she was training coons that other dogs didn't know were there. Um, she was just really the style of dog that you, you know, when she showed up to a hunt. Now, I did beat her. I've been, I beat her and uh, her and Tough would go back and forth with each other. Uh, you know, I got my fair share of wins on her and she got her fair share of wins on me. But she beat me with ring one night, I think, after Tough had died. And like I said, that was probably the worst beatdown in coon hunting that I've ever received. Uh, she was training coons that, like I said, no other dog knew that was, you know, they, they didn't even know that coon was there. And uh, she was just a phenomenal dog. And I think that she was off a of bone collector and one of Robert Mitchum's old females. Um, but she's probably, she's one of the old, older dogs that come to mind. Uh, but right now, this day and time, if I was to have to say, if somebody would walk up to me and hand me a dog and said, he's yours, which one or you know, which dog do you want free and clear? He's yours. I'd probably have to go with Dom. Uh, he's a freak, man. He's, he's the real deal. Uh, you don't win what you've won with him and you know, not be a freak of nature. He's just, uh, he, he's one of them dogs that can, that can invent a coon, you know, when, when you need him to, when you need him to have a coon, you know, somewhere he's going to have one. When you need one to blow through there three quarters and tree one and within, you know, five minutes, he's, he's going to be th through there three quarters, you know, with a coon somewhere. Uh, you know, Joe has done, awesome with the dog uh you know i think he's won probably 130 140,000 with him uh truck you know just i mean third in the ukc the tournament of champions uh you you can't ask for you know we go pleasure hunting and he's just he's just trading raccoons man he's 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 the real deal and I think anybody that's ever drew Dom would say the same thing. Yeah, I've heard that from several people. Uh, you know, I, I hadn't been coon hunting in two or three years. I, I dabbled in a little bit for the guy that I squirrel hunt with, but since then it's it's been several years, so I hadn't I hadn't really been around hunting, you know, coon dogs mm -hmm. these last couple of years, but I still try to keep up with it a little bit and I still, you know, there for a little while. It seemed like every weekend it was Dom, 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 right around the time he won the truck, right, you know. And he was just it was just like uh -oh. if you pulled he up got, to a hunt and he was there, cash his check. 
Oh, that's right. I mean, you know, Cole and Joe have such a good thing going uh, with that, you know, with each other. <clears throat> Cole does, you know, Cole, that Cole, Dom is Cole's. I mean, he'll tell you, I mean, he, you know, he, he belongs to which he does belong to Cole, but he, Joe will go grab Goose and that's, that's Joe's dog. But, you know, when they, they're hunting together, they're, I mean, they're out there like, you know, hey, it's, it's, you know, final three of the world finals and they're out there coon hunting like it is and that's that's how you make a good dog and when you got two dogs of that caliber that are going to push each other and you know you got two competitors you know cole's kind of a behind the scenes type guy don't want a lot of credit for a lot of stuff but you know he's the type of he's a dog man he's going to make them dogs and uh you know him and joe have really just feeling good with it and you know when you got that working for you and, and you everything's going the way you should, you know, and you got that caliber of dog. You just can't, you can't hardly lose. Um, and like you said, I mean, right there when Dom got hot and won the truck and then won, you know, eighty, ninety thousand $90,000 that year, whatever it was, it might be more, uh, you know, he, he just, he, he was got on a roll, man. And couldn't stop him. And, uh, you know, I know at the world hunt, uh, this past year, I got to looking at him and I told Joe, I said, man, I said, does Dom feel good? And he said, yeah, I mean, I don't think he feels great, but he, he don't, you know, he's operating good. You know, I think he won a couple casts with him up there. He just couldn't get him in. And, uh, if, and that's what Joe said, if any dog deserves to win the world, you know, that can win the world is Dom. And he believed that. And, you know, he, uh, he just could not get him in. Well, man, it turns out, not long after that Dom ends up being sick with, you know, some kind of infection and, you know, they've been, you know, doctoring on that dog and finally got him back to where he's back to his normal self, but it took him a while to get him back up on his feet. But, uh, you know, hearing, I was just up there talking to, uh, I bought some cows from Cole, uh, Saturday, but, you know, just hearing Joe talk about him and Dom and goose and, uh, you know, all that, they say Dom's back on, you know, back on, his feet ready to go ready to win so there ain't no telling what that dog is going to win whenever they get back on the road with him after you know this summertime heat breaks right well that's a good thing because um i don't know cole per se but joe uh we hunted one of the last casts i hunted which was about two years ago i was hunting for mr jw and we went to a pro classic right there in vicksburg and it was it was Goose, Michael Booty was hunting B, and Dustin Weed was hunting Marv, and I was hunting the Willie Dog uh, for Mr. JW. And we had a heck of a cast. We treated, I think, eight coons on that cast. Just, you know, good fellowship. Joe's a heck of a good sportsman. We had a good time. Um, so I, I, I like to see. That sucker, hey. I tell him all the time, he. I'd rather draw a rattlesnake than me and him get out there and we're. I, I tell you, we're best friends, but I, that me and him, we get out there and we are two competitive son of a guns against each other. Well, we get done, we go back. You know, we're at a big hunt. We're staying together, and then the whole time we're ragging on each other. You struck my dog. You know, you struck my dog. <laughs> right. Yeah, they. Uh, he he's a he's a good guy man he if i called him right now he'd do whatever i needed him to do and he knows i'd do the same for him soon but he's getting ready to go to the super stakes and 
he's on he said goose is looking like he should so i hope they go up there and win that too yeah yeah he's a he's one of the ones that can be a contender for sure anytime he goes that's right especially in that country <laughs> well man that's kind of the last question you know i like to wrap up with is there anything else that you want to say or 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 uh anybody you want to give thanks to or anything before we wrap this thing up oh i'll hey i'll tell you what man i I don't have anything to say you know about anything else but give thanks i i gotta give thanks to the lord because you know five years ago my life was terrible mess and you know not that i was a bad person but you know shoot five years ago i was probably one of the guys that you go to a club and they go, Oh my Lord, I can't die. I don't want to draw him because, you know, I was, you know, I was out to win and I was out to win at whatever cost, you know, I wasn't going to shoot, but I throw a fit, jump up and down and stuff like that. But I got to give thanks to the Lord for changing my life. So I know if I can do it, whoever's listening to this, I promise you, if you, you struggling, all you got to do is turn it over to him and he can do it too. Yeah, I, look, I, I'm been right there with you. I was whenever we were coon hunting a bunch in my early days. Look, if I didn't win or or, or call didn't go up my way, I would I would raise heck and you know try to do anything I could to to give my dog a chance to win. But you know, I guess growing up and and maturing and realize you know kids and life and everything else it's it's a whole lot more to it than just winning a hunt hey i, I want to lay my head down and like i said i tried to do you know i've done some things that i probably shouldn't have been you know in the woods and you know here and there uh and do i still like to win and i'm gonna am i gonna try to win at all costs now absolutely you know i'm not gonna do nothing crazy to cheat nobody or nothing like that but i'm gonna try to do whatever i can to win uh you know i'm, I'm still a competitor and uh you know but i i want to lay my head down at night knowing that i've done the right thing you know uh i i I pat myself on the back sometimes was at the world last year and uh croson i mean i'm i'm sitting over there treed with stick by myself for probably i don't know 30 40 minutes and uh waiting on them to get to me And these thermals, you know, they've gotten hot now. You know, everybody's got thermals and these rules going around. You shouldn't use a thermal. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Well, I don't know how many times I've walked to it. And Doolin said it the best the other day. Uh, how many times are you just walking into a tree? And if your dog ain't got a coon, do you see a coon sitting around in a, your, your thermal close to you? It's not very often. And if it is, it's kind of a freak deal that your dog just missed it by a tree or two. But uh, anyhow, uh, Wiz up there at the world, and like I said, Stick been treated 30, 40 minutes, so I see these lights coming to me, and Stick's in a massive tree. And uh, anyway, he gets over there to me, and Ryan says, uh, "You, where's he at? And I said, I, I don't know. I ain't got him. And he said, you've been over here for 30, 40 minutes, and you know, you know you got a coon. I said, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know if I, I've, I've looked, but I, I can't find him. Uh, you know, any coon hunter that says they ain't over there looking whenever, you know, they're over there by themselves for that long is lying to you. Uh, so 
anyway, I'm over 30, 40 minutes just, you know, trying to find this coon, whatever I can do. You know, where is he at? But he's in a massive tree. And I was like, hey. And I look over, and about 20 to 30 yards away is a coon sitting there. And I'm like, golly, there's this coon right there. I guess he missed it. I could have easily grabbed this dog, walked him over there, and, you know, put him on that tree, made him bark back towards that tree, and and, and probably won the cast, you know, if, if I'd have done that. Um, but anyhow, I, I, I just didn't do it. Croson comes over and asks me, where's he at? I, I don't have him, Ryan. I, I don't, I don't, I, he's not up there in my tree. I haven't seen him yet, said, but there is a coon right over there. He's like, I can't believe he didn't put that dog on that tree, you know, not saying that he, you know, he thought that I would have, but he said, man, he said, a lot of people would have done that. I said, man, <laughs> I, I want to lay my head down at night knowing I won this thing the right way. And, uh, I think, I think, uh, I can't remember. I don't know if it was John. I don't think it was Johnny Hamilton. I don't know who was on the cast with us, but when we got done, he come over and thanked me. He said, man, he said, there ain't too many people that would do what you've done and not move that dog, you know, for the win. Hey, I, I congratulate him. His dog looked good. And we walked, we went on and I was, you know, that made me feel good as a person knowing like, man, what I've done, what I, the change that I've made, you know, to try to do better. And, like I said, I'm am I am I perfect? Absolutely not. But uh, shoot, man, try to be that. Try to lead the best way I can and do what's right. But it it's it's always you know when you're living for the Lord, you got a target on your back because there's somebody's waiting on you to mess up so they can go, uh huh, that sucker right there. There, you know, he's messed up. You know, that all them scriptures that he posts or whatever he's doing, you know, that all that's for play and all that's for fake. So you, you, you really kind of, you got to, you know, live the way you should. And that's the way I'm trying to live now. So like I said, if I can do it, I can promise you all these other guys that are listening or whoever else is listening can do it too. That's exactly right. And I bet at the end of that cast, you know, I, I know you didn't win the cast, but just him coming up telling you that probably hey, felt that was better that, that, than that, winning that, the cast. That was, better, that was better than the cast win, I that's promise right. you. Well, that was better than the cast win. I can promise you this. Them guys on that cast will probably remember that just as much as you remember it, and they'll respect you for that. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. And, hey, at the end of the day, we're all brothers, and, you know, it's a coon hunt, man. I mean, and I do know some people do it for a living. Weed, war, you know, these big guys, that you know, that's what they do for a living, and it, it does mean a lot to them. Uh you know, because that's their source of income solely, uh, you know, I would think uh, most of it. But, you know, at the end of the day, they could probably sit back and tell you the same thing that, you know, integrity and, you know, being, you know, respected is worth more than a coon hunt. So, and that's how I feel about it. You know, I want, I want to see you, I want to be able to call, you know, I want to be able to call Miles on, you know, a weekday and say, hey, man, I'm in Louisiana you want to get about to eat and you not say, heck, nah, no, nah, I, I want to eat with that guy. <laughs> you know, I want, I want, I want somebody to, you know, want to pick up the phone and holler at me just to talk, you know, and not sit there and, you know, think that guy screwed me on the cast. He, you know, he, he can go, you know, he can go blow smoke somewhere else. So at the end of the day, it's all what, you know, I, I just want everybody to <clears throat> see a change in me and try to make the best of it. Well, like you said, you, people will see a change because that 
and people saw it that night and like you said it would have been just as easy for you to cheat as it was for you to do the right thing so that's that's right but that's all i got man just leave you with that and leave all them other guys with that so well man we appreciate everything uh i know i just got up with you this week but i I appreciate you for coming on the hunting dog public and uh we'll get this thing edited and what i'll do is i'll i'll shoot you a text and let you know before it comes out and only thing we ask is if you could just share it and and spread the word you know our, our podcast is just about fellowshipping and, and hunting dogs and any anything to do with them you know and uh trying uh, to preserve the sport yes sir uh dang sure do it just make sure you know i was sure worried about doodling listening to his i was thinking that johnny law was gonna come knock on his door and arrest him for all the stuff that he'd done you know 20 30 years ago man i'm telling you i was thinking in my head there ain't no way i would tell everybody what you're telling people right now <laughs> well that old Dolan, he's a character I, that sucker I, hey me and him he uh he he's hunted ring for me a bunch and and won some with him and he uh he's one of my buddies man i i, I enjoy that cat Gotcha. Well, man, I'm going to let you get off of here. You said your wife's cooking. Go on there and get you something to eat. Enjoy the rest of your night. Hey, you too, buddy. And if you need something, just give me a shout. Okay, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right. Bye-bye.